Hi, and welcome to Edge Church Podcasts. To get connected, visit our website, edgechurch.co.za, or send us a WhatsApp on 076-032-3664. Say hi, and we will connect with you. Our services can be found on our YouTube channel. Enjoy listening to the sermon today as we celebrate the miracle of Christmas. Well, today in our Christmas message, um, you're the last service of our Christmas, and it's amazing to be able to share this message with you. You see, this past four weeks of Christmas, we've been unpacking the miracle of Christmas, really seeing how this was truly a miracle what took place. Uh, in our week one, we spoke about the miracle of the moment that happened at Christmas. And then at our spectacular, we spoke about the, the miracle of the message. And last week at our Next Gen Host of Christmas, which was fun, we spoke about the miracle of the method. But today I conclude, um, this Christmas, to speak about the miracle of the manger. And, and actually, that's one of the titles of my message is today. The miracle of the manger. Now, when I, when I wrote this title down, immediately, I, maybe it's just me or others, I went and my mind went to the carol, Away in a Manger. And, and I've got an association with that song. Every time I hear Away in a Manger, I immediately think of preschools doing concerts and, and an imagery like this of kids trying to try their best and with passion. Look at the star's hands. Um, doing away in a manger and I immediately think of the, that carol associated with cute little kids. And it's sort of like it's a cute little carol. But you know what? As I, as I was prepping and God was just speaking to me this Christmas, it's far much more depth to actually what happened at the manger. And the miracle of the manger, I kept on thinking of that, that carol. And, and I was doing some research and actually discovered that that song, which was a hymn, was written 500 years ago by a German church leader who, who composed as a poem. And then later in 1885, they set it to music. And his name was Martin Luther. And he wrote it and it eventually became known as the Luther's Cradle. And millions upon millions, every preschool, every creche have sang this song, Away in a Manger. Those lines, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he laid, and the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Even as I was saying it now, I could see people recite it with me. We know it well. But my prayer for us at this Christmas is that we would experience the miracle of the manger in a new way. That there would be a deeper revelation, a deeper, a deeper understanding of what happened and why we can say this is truly a miracle of a manger. I want to share with you five, just briefly, five miracles about this manger and what actually took place. You see, the first miracle that happened was that our Savior was born as a baby. And this was the miracle of incarnation. He says to me, what is incarnation? It is that when our Father in heaven left his deity, his throne, and he put on flesh, and he he became a human, he became a baby to live amongst us, ordinary, flawed, broken people. Have you ever thought, why, why on earth would our Savior have come in a manger. Actually, it was a feeding trough. 
Why would he come in such the lowest of places? I believe is so that, our, that we, when we in our lowest places in life, our Savior can identify and say, I know what it's like. And the truth is that he came into this world and he, he came into our space, our humanity. He came into our time to say that I will be with you. Why he's called Emmanuel. You see, that's a miracle that he took on flesh. We read in scripture how he says he became human in Philippians. He took it on himself. He didn't come for the, the influences, those on social media that are going to have the best TikTok trend. He came for them, but he actually came in the lowest of places for you and us. Emmanuel means God with us. That's a miracle of incarnation. And it was so beautiful in, in worship this morning to think that, you know what? Even when this Christmas might feel very different for you. Like, like I would have said, maybe this is your Christmas that you're experiencing and it's completely different to how you've always thought or imagined what it would be like. The truth is, Emmanuel means God is with you in the lowest of places, in the highest of places. He says, my presence is always with you. That's the miracle of the manger. The second miracle was that he fulfilled the prophecies that were spoken hundreds of years you know, one third of the Old Testament speaks about the prophecies of how our Savior was to be born. Gives details of an account. You read how Isaiah, the prophet, he spoke about how we will see in Isaiah 7 verse 14. He says, therefore, the Lord himself will give a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. You know, when we read that, we read in scripture, we just turn a page and we read through the gospels of how Jesus was born. Do you know when this was written from Isaiah? It was 700 years before our Savior was even born. They wrote that account. It was a miracle. It didn't so just so happen. It was just like, a, oh, there's Jesus. It was a miracle that this took place. Even to the very place where he would be born, it was a miracle. You know, Scripture gives an account. It actually states that they say he would be born in Bethlehem. Micah 5 verse 2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, are the smallest town in Judah. Your family is almost too small to count. Insignificant, ordinary people. It says, But the ruler of Israel, the ruler of Israel, Jesus, will come from you to rule me. Please hear me. This moment that happened, the miracle of the manger was always in the heart of God and it fulfilled the prophecies of what would come. The third miracle was that he came to find you and us. I love Luke 19 verse 10. It says, For the Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. You see, it was always in the heart of God right from the very, very beginning. You read it in Genesis, Adam and Eve. We see, this is way before, this is in the Old Testament. We see how it was in the heart of God to always find you and I. When Adam and Eve messed up and they had fig leaves hiding and all that kind of stuff, you know what happened? They hid and what did God say to them in Genesis? Where are you? You see, in the heart of God, he was always searching for us. This moment, that night when our Savior came, 
My prayer is that we would have a deeper revelation. Just of the miracle of what took place in this manger. He says, I've come to find you. I've come to find us, people who don't have it together. People who are messed up and we're full of sin and everything. He says, I've come to find you. You know, it's Paul. He speaks about this very moment when he was found. And now I can't give a full account of who Paul is because it'll take me too long. But listen, yeah, Paul, he was whacked. He had things messed up. He was going after Christians and killing them. He wasn't a good guy. But then he has a moment where God finds him. What does he say? 1 Timothy 1 verse 15. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. The miracle of the manger. And he says, I am proof. Public sinner number one of someone who could never have made it apart from sheer mercy. I can relate to that because I know I'm a sinner saved by grace. I don't have it all together. My life's not perfect. But it's because my Savior, the miracle of the manger came to find me. And he says, I've come to find you. But the fourth miracle, because he finds us, the miracle is that this manger has given us freedom. You say, what do you mean? You see, in actual sense, we, we should have taken on our sin. We shouldn't have been able to have had the grace and mercy that he gave to us. But because our Savior was always in his heart to save us and to give us freedom, he said in 1 John 3 verse 15 that you know that Christ came to take away people's sins. Replace people with your name there. Christ came to take away Daniel's sin because there is no sin in Christ. You see, it is by grace that God says, I will take on all the things that you have done. And he says, and by my mercy, I will give you freedom to have eternal life. And this was because of the manger. Can you understand why I say this was a miracle what took place? The last miracle I want you to hear this Christmas was that because of this freedom, he was born to give us a hope and a future. And I want you to hold on to this as Christmas. You see, because so often we can feel like, I just don't know how I'm even going to face tomorrow. I don't know how we're going to get through this. I, I don't know how this is going to happen and, and what's going to happen with our country. Where's this going to go? And we, we're really thinking of what's going to come. And sometimes our future can look so dismal, but I want to give you the truth. Because of this manger, because of the miracle of our Savior, he says, I've given you a hope and I've given you a future. You know, often we can feel like, well, I'm not good enough of that. I'm not good enough as a husband, as a father. I'm not good enough as a child. Or, you know what? I don't feel worthy enough to be able to receive, to have a hope in a future like this. Like, Dan, if you knew my life, if you knew what I did, you would definitely say that this miracle of the manger, it wasn't for me. It's not true. I want you to hear this truth this Christmas, that the miracle of the manger is for all of us who are sick, because in actual sense, all of us are broken. We all need a savior. And this is why Luke 2 verse 17 says, it is the sick people who need a doctor, not those who are healthy, not those who have got it all perfect and everything's just amazing. You know, when you scroll through, especially today, you scroll through social media and you just see all these perfect families and you think, yo, what's wrong with mine? I do love all the Christmas family photos and all of that. But you know what the truth is? It didn't come for those that have got it all together. 
holy brothers and sisters. He came for all of us who needed a doctor to save us. My heart needs a surgeon because all of us need saving. And that's why my prayer for every one of us this Christmas is that we would experience the true miracle of this manger. The great evangelist D.L. Moodley, he explains and he, he shares what I believe was the greatest revelation for me as I read it and I was preparing about how he describes the miracle of, of what took place at Christmas. That because I work like that, I work with imagery, I, I see stuff like that. And, and when I had that moment, there was a greater revelation. Because Moody explains how he, he speaks about this young biologist who's out on a walk in the forest and he comes across this ant, active anthill, big anthill. And it's in that moment, he, he's so excited of what takes place. He sees this anthill and now if it was me, I would just walk straight past that. I wouldn't even have noticed that. But this biologist... He's excited at what he sees. He sits down, takes out his pen and paper and starts to observe what's going on with these tiny little creatures. But soon, the ants realize that there's someone nearby and there's upheaval that starts to take place. They're disturbed because of the presence of the biologist is so nearby. Biologist walks away frustrated, thinking, I, I, I'm not going to harm them. All I'm trying to do is observe these little creatures and, and what's taking place in this incredible structure of an anthill and the fact that they built this thing. And so he's frustrated, thinking, how can I communicate with them that, that I'm not here to harm them? As he walks away, he has this revelation. He says, the only way in which that I can communicate with these little creatures would be for me to be able to take on the body of an ant. Because in that way, I'd be able to communicate a message to them that I'm not here to harm them. You know, in the night that our Savior was born, our holy, sinless God, this infinite God took on a very finite fleshly body the creator took on to be able to speak to his creation this message to say how much I love us. See, the miracle of the manger was that he, he took on flesh to be able to share a message that I want you to hear this Christmas. That my prayer, and I said it again, and I'm going to say it again and again and again, that we wouldn't just hear, but that we would truly experience the weight, the magnitude, the miracle of what took place. You see, the truth is, if we as the human race needed more information, God would have sent us an educator. If, if we needed more technology, he would have sent us a scientist. If we as humans needed more money, he would have sent us an economist. If, if, we need, if we felt like we needed more entertainment, he would have sent us the greatest entertainer that there was. But the truth is, every single one of us, our Father knew that we needed forgiveness and love. So he, our Savior sent His Son as a baby in a manger to express just how much He loves you and us. To be able to tell us, He says, please hear me. 
there's a hope and a future for you. Yes, you might not see it now. Even when you don't see it, I'm still moving because I am the miracle worker. And this Christmas, I want you to be able to experience the true miracle of the manger and what the manger means to us. you close your eyes with me as I pray truly my prayer for us this Christmas is that the message the miracle the method the manger would be so much more real to us 
that every time we, we think back to the manger, every time we sing away in a manger, there would be a greater depth and understanding. Just so the true miracle of what our Savior did for us. And that imagery, when you see how the shepherds run and then they fall on their knees and they, they reach out to hold Jesus, to embrace him. My prayer is that we would embrace Jesus like that today. That there wouldn't be the, this gap or just going through the motions of Christmas, but that actually you understand the weight of what happened in this manger for us. That our Savior came and He said, when there was only darkness in this world, He said, Here's my son. And my praise that you would just embrace him. Would you embrace Jesus? And you say, Dan, how do I do that? That seems so out of reach. It's not who I am. How, how do you do that when you can't even see him? It's as simply as saying, Lord, here I am. Like a child would reach out to a parent. It's literally saying, Lord, here I am. I'm reaching out to you. And then will you allow him to embrace you? Will Christmas be more real? The miracle of the manger was that he came for you and me, undeserving. That's why we can declare that he was the way maker. He, he did a miracle what took place. He was the light in the darkness. And he wants to bring light into your world. So just in this space, God's presence is here. Will you just receive him? Say, Lord, here I am. And together as a family, I encourage you even to hold each other's hands as a family. Say, Lord, here, here we are. And receive the love that our Father wants to just pour upon you today. The love of our Savior laid down his sweet head. You see, he truly brought light into darkness. And I believe for some of us, our world is completely dark because we've never experienced the light of Jesus in, in a way of accepting this light into your life. See, Jesus, when he came into this earth, he brought us a gift, the gift of salvation. And it was a free gift. You didn't need to do anything to try and earn it or try and do more. He literally said, here is a gift that I present to you, but will you receive it? Cannot be forced. There has to be a decision inside of you to say, I want to receive this gift. And this Christmas, our Savior says, my child, I've come for you and I've got a gift for you, the gift of salvation. And if you've never made that decision to follow Jesus, to, to make a decision to say, I intentionally 
Lord, I need you. Or maybe you only come to services at, at Christmas. There's something inside of you saying, I, I, I want it to be different this year. As I go into 2023, I, I want to have that relationship because that's why God came to this earth. It wasn't just for Easter and Christmas. It was for every moment, every day. So you say, Dan, will you pray with me? I want to be able to accept this gift. I'm not going to ask you to do anything or embarrass you. All that I'm asking for you, like I said, you cannot force it. I cannot force it. It's your decision that your heart's saying, Lord, I want to receive you. And so if that's you this Christmas, receive the greatest gift and say this prayer with me if you want to receive Jesus into your heart. Just quietly where you are. Mean it. Dear Jesus, this Christmas, I receive you in my life. The miracle of the manger is that you came for me. And so this Christmas, I choose you. I give my life to you. Every part of me. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I get things wrong. But today I'm choosing to follow you because I believe in you. This Christmas, I can feel it. I believe in you. And today I make a choice to follow you. So Father, I pray for each one that prayed that prayer today. I pray that it will be a defining moment of receiving you. I thank you that your grace never runs out, even when we don't deserve it. You love us so much that you sent your son in a manger, the greatest miracle. And God's people say together, amen, amen, amen. We trust that you enjoyed listening to the sermon today. We would love to stay in touch with you about your next steps. Please send us a WhatsApp or contact us via our website. We would love to help you on your discipleship journey.